to Salt Cravings. I am Brianna. And I'm Greg. (laughs) Oh, how's it going, Greg? Greg wants to get off the show. That's Greg's craving. Help. I need to return to my wife and kids. Oh, hey, Greg. What you doing? Great wants to leave. <laughs> oh, okay, I got it from here. You can, you can go. <laughs> thanks, Greg. I'm Claire. Thanks, thanks Greg. Uh, God, <laughs> Greg's my favorite robot friend. Greg's, Greg's my favorite robot friend. Don't tell Brianna Bot 2000. Okay. I, I really, you do not like me. Is that what I am to understand? I, I mean, I just think Greg is better to converse with. What is the problem with my conversation? <laughs> Well, you see, my first craving is uh, talking with an AI and being able to have a fluid conversation. You know, I think Greg is just a little more lively. What is the problem with my conversation? <laughs> uh, A1? Please say, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Okay. I will leave now. Great. You know, we can always do like a, uh, we can always do a sideshow where we get the robots to kind of do their whole thing. Oh, I think Greg's going to be dismantled after this. Sorry. Oh, damn. Well, I'm keeping Brianna Bot around just just in case. You never know when you're going to need a perfect robot clone of yourself. We can combine the two. Make them stronger. Yeah. More powerful. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think that that's a good idea. Yeah. So my craving is... (laughs) Actually. Wait, your craving wasn't actually conversing fluidly with an AI? Were you No, lying? it is. No, it is. Oh, 100%. It is? Uh, and it is because Amazon actually, I know Amazon's big corporate evil is the worst. However, Yay. they are also the leading in uh, creating conversational AIs right mm-hmm. now. Yep. Their goal in 2017 was, it might have been 2017, 2016. They've done a couple of years now of a competition where the goal is, I believe, a 20 minute conversation with an AI with a pretty good rating. Currently, as of 2018, the winner was a average conversation of nine minutes with a 3.1 out of five star rating. I've tried it. It's a pretty basic AI. Yeah. And like, it's because conversations are really random, you yeah. know? Yeah. I think anyone who listens to this podcast knows that conversations you never really know what where, direction yeah, yeah yeah where it's gonna go so just, we could just insert moments here from literally every episode <laughs> as examples we could i'm not gonna no don't but i i i get it it's, it would be difficult to make ais who can replicate the nonsense we do yeah um, and the nonsense that conversation is in general see once once we can do that we really can just replace ourselves Right, we could just we could just like generate new soul cravings episodes without having to <laughs> without having to like put it like without having to do it. Yeah, it would just right? be Greg and Brebot. Yeah, we get Greg and Brebot and they just have a whole bit and have a whole episode. Or uh uh Bree Greg. It is the fusion one and it just talks to itself. Yeah, that sounds about right for for a fusion of those two bots. I really don't want to hear what the <laughs> fusion of those two bots sounds like. And I also don't want to know what it looks like or anything about it, really. Also, wait, hang on. I just want to back up a sec. Did Greg say he had a wife and kids? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know that that was like a part of... Uh... Oh, I mean, it doesn't. It, that was a lie to escape. Oh. The craving was to escape. 
Ah, right. I See, remember. the thing with robots and AI is they usually just have goals and they'll tell you whatever it takes to meet that goal. You know, Ex Machina was sort of like the Hollywood representation of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because a computer's job is meet the goal. Yeah, exactly. There is no, you know, there are no feelings. It is only lies. Mm. Welcome to robotics. It doesn't have to be just lies. It can be a very spin of the truth. That's, okay, well, at a certain point, that becomes indistinguishable from lies. But this is not, this is not a a show about philosophy of lying. This is a show (laughs) about how much you want to converse with AIs. Yeah. I mean, I was also reading, again, maybe it's not another joke, but it is another thing that I know about AI. And I do like talking about AI, that there was a book that I read about the prediction of AI and how it's going to come about. Yeah. And one of the posited things was if you are trapped in a room with an AI, the probability of it escaping eventually is 100%. Because it's like being in a room with a child and trying to convince them that you need out. Your knowledge is just so vast compared to them. Like an AI that's lived for more than a week could probably predict a lot of things. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's calculated the probabilities of stuff. and Yeah. And it will learn about you. So you really can't have one worker. You have to get a new worker. And then, you know, your probability of that worker messing up, since you have so many different ones, also goes up. So it's really a trade-off you can't win. Exactly. I think one of the things that, also not a joke, we're not, we're, this is no longer a comedy podcast. We're <laughs> no. We're talking about our We've actually things. redefined yeah. our podcast to be robot um, robot podcast. yeah robot a robot cast a robot cast if you would yeah um one of the things that makes me think of is in the one of the recent seasons of, of friends of the table of course <laughs> yes um in twilight mirage there is a robot that can predict things mm. um i am only a third of the way through that podcast have they not mentioned it yet yep nope i do remember that robot is it a yeah, robot it's, it's a just like crystal palace a kid thing that changes faces but also knows the future maybe i'm thinking of a different thing you might be the i thing think that, that travels they... through time no that's different right? that is different Steals i'm, I'm your talking time. about crystal palace which is just like this thing that they they vaguely make reference to a lot of the the people in the intros and outros of the episodes are working for it oh it's a rapid evening thing anyway the point of that one is just the idea that like it makes predictions and those predictions have to be translated but it makes predictions and it is right again and again and again and again and again Mm -hmm. right like it is it is such a high it has time and it has cpu probably exactly right like it is that the whole concept of it is just like you can you can make that happen and it can predict every every outcome which is terrifying the concept of like robots and stuff that can so well like understand the world and communicate it that they can just predict everything that would happen it's uh, it's scary but also not unrealistic it's so, not unrealistic so with that said with yeah. all of that said with all the fun knowledge that yeah. we have spat into this here microphone mm-hmm. and put on radio waves to be shot into the ears of other people. Mm-hmm. My question to you, if you could talk to an all-knowing AI, what's the one thing you would ask? You get one question. What do you want to know? Oh my god. Well, now this is something I have to think about now. This is difficult, right? Because like you can either go one of two routes. And one route is the selfish route. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one route is the like, I'm going to help save the world route. 
Mm. Right. You, you wouldn't just want to know when the next like season of a TV show comes out. It's I, like, okay, can you please tell me when the next good Marvel show is going to come out? I yeah, I I can't do that because I don't want it to return an answer of never, <laughs> and that would make me very sad. Um, when are they going to make a good? movie series of Percy Jackson. God, again, I don't want it to say never. (laughs) This is the issue with these questions. That is, that's that's my main concern, because I'm thinking stuff along the lines of, like, how can I convince our society to stop climate change, right? Or, like, Mm. how... Well, okay, but what if its reply to that is never? Like, this is exactly the issue, is, like, any question that I ask it, I feel like it's that thing of, you know, you know too much, and then you're just, like, in this nihilistic state of like oh god we're all screwed and everything is terrible Hmm. and so this is why you have to be careful about what question you're asking here's a question that you could ask it what's up okay (laughs) how are you doing um how would a robot how would a robot answer that Uh, i think that that's a good way to describe an idea yeah greg Greg, how how would you answer that (laughs) i'm okay (laughs) brianna bot uh how are you doing I have no sense of feelings. Oh, okay. That's cool. I guess Gregbot is uh, better. Well, not Gregbot. Greg has a name. I, I think I think Brianna Bot is more objective. I bet Brianna Bot could predict the future. Hey, Brianna Bot, when is Salt Creamy's going to end? Never. Oh, okay. Oh. I mean, after this episode, I was thinking <laughs> people came for the jokes and we just gave them bad voices. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, listen, it's not that the show's gonna end when people stop listening, you know? It's oh, that's clear. true. Yeah, like, when are people gonna stop listening? Hey, Brandon, but when are people gonna stop listening to this show? <laughs> like ten minutes ago. <laughs> Episode ten. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that was a couple of episodes ago, okay. That's I guess we're great. good, we can say whatever we want, we're home free. Yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty set. Do you have any ideas for what you'd ask? this this all-knowing bot i think i'd want to know now this isn't funny and i will give you a funny one after i'd ask it the solution of the control problem and i don't expect you to know what the control problem is i think i've heard of it vaguely i might have told you about it uh the control problem is the problem of if we make an ai how do we know we can control it right so given that you have an all-powerful ai how do you know that it's doing what you say because Mm. you say it or that it's doing what you say in order to achieve its own goal. So the control problem is about making Mm -hmm. sure an AI meets the goal in the intended way. Mm. Uh, The most easy example is you make an all-powerful AI and you tell it to make a million staples. Um, Mm -hmm. It consumes the entire resources of the world and universe in order to make a million staples. Why? Because you've told it to make exactly a million staples and it needs to do this with 100% probability, but the world is stochastic or probabilistic so it starts counting staples. It goes one, two, three. Well, every time it counts, there's a probability that it's counted wrong, so that probability adds up. And then once it reaches 1 million, if that probability is non-zero, well, it has to try again. Okay. So how do you make sure that it's a million? Well, what if you counted all million at once? Okay, but what if those sensors are wrong? Okay, well, now we can make the sensors better. And so this is sort of the the snowballing thing of you can have goals that are seemingly obvious. Mm-hmm. That's like 
No one wants the very mm-hmm. smart AI to make a million staples, but that's just an example. You just never know what your words can be interpreted as mm-hmm. in order to achieve them. So the AI control problem is mm-hmm. about making sure the AI knows your intentions. I see. Anyways, that's the not funny one. Cool. Well, I, I know the exact question to ask. Oh? Because I, I study myths, therefore no correct question to ask is... If I ask the other uh, all-knowing AI that always lies which which road to to go down, what would they say? That's the way they do it in the Greek myths, right? Because there's one that always tells the truth, one that always lies. And I right. know how this works. What if they both lie? Hmm. Then that's a bad AI. <laughs> then, someone, then someone is trying to make it so that uh, we are being misled. What if they both tell the truth? Well, then it's going to be like, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't understand the question because you said the other one that always lies. It's a good use of a question. You're goddamn right it is. It's the, the correct question to ask. Do you have any other questions? Is Firefly going to remain dead? Will you help me bury it further deeper into the ground? <laughs> and then I hand the AI a shovel and we, we go bury it. I love that the AI has apparently the ability to use a shovel. I mean, I'm going to give it a body. Okay, good. I'm glad you're giving the all-knowing... Oh, so then we don't have to just ask it one question. It can just hang around. Yeah, it can just sort of like, you know, grab our drinks while it's plotting <laughs> demise and... I love that this is the the direction, by the way, that sci-fi went in in general. is like, I have this all-knowing, super powerful AI here, and I'm going to use it to clean up after me. Do my laundry, and then also plan how to exterminate all humans afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Maybe that's maybe that's what we should be asking it for. What's your plan to exterminate all humans? <laughs> it's answer. Just wait. <laughs> yeah. Just sit around. Enjoy the show. Do you want to hit me with uh, a non-AI craving? I do want to hit you with a non-AI craving, though it is still technology in some sense, because the thing is, we all know Tumblr's dying. Um, sitting on the ground, bleeding out. It is, it is sitting on the ground, bleeding out after they uh, banned all female presenting nipples. <laughs> all content, basically. All content. Well, after they, after they started saying no more content. No more images, no more yeah, text. It, decla- it became clear that the demise of Tumblr, which had already started, is is quickly hastening. You can see it. I, I, I still use Tumblr from time to time, and you can see, like... There's a lot of people who don't use the platform anymore. There's a lot of people who are using it less, and it's slowly going forward in its decline. And what I'm craving is a new one, a new social media site that we can just all sort of go to. Wasn't um, that Twitter? No, because this is the thing is Twitter and Tumblr serve different purposes. Um, I mean, they both have like a timeline that you can retweet, reblog. Yeah, but but there's but there's a lot of distinctions in terms of like what you make on Twitter versus what you make on Tumblr. Twitter doesn't have tags. Tags are a pretty core feature. Doesn't of, it? Has hashtags. That's yeah, different. that's different. Though. Oh, okay. You can't talk in the hashtags. Uh, sure, you um, can. <laughs> Um, they serve a different purpose, and Tumblr is a lot more focused on, like, GIFs and on fandom and, and stuff like that, which is not always <laughs> good, but is, like, a meaningful distinction. I, as somebody who uses both Twitter and Tumblr, you, you see a lot of different types of things on there. We, we've been offered this opportunity of this dying site where we could just make something new that doesn't have... All of the many, many, many problems that the old site had.
bad. So like, so you want Frankenstein Tumblr? Not Frankenstein Tumblr, because Frankenstein Tumblr implies that I want to take pieces from a whole bunch and like make something new. I want to establish this new social media site that can have the room for things that Twitter doesn't necessarily have. Because remember, Twitter is still 280 characters or less that also has rules and such that doesn't lead to all of the things that are on Tumblr, porn bots and gross nasty stuff that got it banned from the app store. So what are the rules of this new social media site that we're building to replace the dying creature of Tumblr? No foot photos. Great. This is a good start. (laughs) This is a very good start. So is this like no photos exclusively? Sorry, sorry. No female presenting feet. Okay, so no female presenting feet. Is this does this mean no photos with feet in them at all, or just photos that are focused on the foot? Um, I think if the foot identifies as female, it's just not allowed. It's just not allowed. Okay, you have to ask the foot first. Yeah, you have to okay. whisper into the foot's <laughs> callus. <laughs> And well, they'll get they'll get some sort of bot to to do that to go yeah. to every picture. And be it's like, actually like palm reading, but it's like toe reading. You can you can tell the future and gender of the foot just by reading the lines. God, this really sucks some toes. Oh. <laughs> I think that's a good call. You just can't risk it, right? Mm-hmm. Because first people start posting female presenting feet, then they start posting female presenting legs, and then look where we are. Yeah. It's a good first rule. I would also like to propose the rule, just no more anonymity. Oh. You gotta have, like... That, so Google? <laughs> no more no more anonymous sending anyone anything. There's no send anonymously button on, on sending people messages. Okay. No longer a thing. You know, people, people have that anonymity option, and then they just think it's totally normal to send you pictures of female presenting feet. And that's not okay. So I think no more anonymity. And I think, you know, you could just extend that farther and just say, like... Everyone's gotta know, right? Like who everyone is. Okay, so you thinking like Google Plus? That's a very big success that it was. Yeah, because like Google Plus was such a big success. Forced you to have a name. Forced you to have a name, and that was a really good thing about it. So I think that that's a good model. Everyone on on Tumblr and on on most sites really wishes that people didn't have the option to be anonymous. They really <laughs> wish that we all had to go by our names and be able to be tracked down. Mm-hmm. So that's a good rule. No more anonymity. Nothing. Okay. You have to have a webcam on at all times if you're on yeah, the website. In fact, thing, if you right? open the website, it will just find your camera. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a sticker over it, it will sear through <laughs> it with a laser. Um, and then it will turn uh-huh. it on. Uh-huh. And now it can see you. <laughs> okay. How does the laser get installed in the webcam? And it's not installed. See, the thing is, it was always there. <laughs> okay. That does sound about right. I think it just turns your computer into a laser pointer and yeah. then puts all of the energy into the webcam. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think the, the no female presenting feet is a step in the right direction. But I'm thinking, no more photos. Oh, okay. I don't think we need photos on the internet anymore. Hmm. Just videos of your face. Videos and text? Videos and text. Only moving pictures. GIFs are fine. 
Okay. GIFs are fine because they move. Nothing static. No static imagery. What if it's GIF, but it's all the same frame? Now we're just getting into the actual real subject of the <laughs> way that people make um, <laughs> memes and pictures into videos on Facebook in order to trick their algorithm mm -hmm. because Facebook's algorithm is pro-video over all other types of media and so people will just make pictures that are videos uh okay i have an i have an idea yeah so i i know in the news mm -hmm. that i think it's a it's a big epidemic i don't think men have enough spaces to themselves yeah i think if we just what if we just ban everyone mm. except men from our social media site yeah. and just sort of give them you know the only private space they've ever had in the world don't you think reddit might get angry that we <laughs> have like encroached on their territory of having an only male space that is hostile to anyone else <laughs> It's my, that's my one worry with that. But otherwise, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I know. I see nothing wrong with this. <laughs> While we're at it, let's just make all the colors of the site. Cyan and yellow. Cyan and yellow. Yeah. I think that that's, I think that that's a good color scheme. There. Yeah. Graphic design is my passion. And I'm glad that you're getting to exercise your passion <laughs> with this new site, which we're calling, um, mm. let's call it Tumbro. <laughs> <laughs> Tumblr for men. Tumblr for men. Here's the cyan <laughs> and yellow <laughs> color scheme. No static images. <laughs> Nothing about feet. <laughs> Sounds great. I think it's going to make sure a lot of men feel more comfortable because I know a lot of men <laughs> felt that their masculinity was challenged on Tumblr. <laughs> and on the internet in general, right? Yeah, it's really hard to be a man in 2019. <laughs> That's really for certain. I'm glad that we're making stuff for men exclusively. Mm -hmm. They need more things. Yeah. Do you have another craving that you're interested in talking about that can go along with our wonderful current ideas? I do, but I did actually just, uh, I, I just wanted to share a quick, quick side, sidebar. Sure. Cravings that shouldn't exist. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Cravings That Shouldn't Exist. Is this is this a new, this is a new segment. All right, Cravings it's, That Shouldn't Exist. It's a, it's a segment that has, so far has one entry. I don't know if it's ever going to come back. But, I kind of like, I kind of like this. Tell me the craving that shouldn't exist. Um, researchers recently created the bop it you can fuck. <laughs> <laughs> bop it. Such <Sasha>. it. <laughs> Yeah, so um, that's just a short segment of cravings that shouldn't exist. Uh, and now I can suck it. Um, on to my actual craving. Yeah, continue. So my actual craving mm -hmm. is orchestral soundtracks and remixes. Yes! Now, this yes. is... This is Definitely inspired by Gangplank Galleon. <laughs> I know it was in the last episode, but yeah. I just love that fucking yeah. jam. I mean, I hadn't listened to that version. I realized I went back and played some some Smash and I realized, yeah. oh, I have a version of it, but it's not the one that you sent me. And the one that, that I that I sent that was in the last episode, mm -hmm. it's a fucking bop. Yeah. It's really good. And, and I really like it because it did lead me down the path of 
all of the Smash remixes that are new for Ultimate. Mm. And they are all orchestral with yeah. like, you know, some added synths yeah. where it is appropriate. But for the most part, everything is orchestral. This is one of the things that I love a lot about Smash music. It takes these older themes and like makes new versions of them that just sound awesome. Do you have any others in particular that you really, really enjoyed? Um, yeah. So there was one for the Splatoon, the Inkling. Mm. I think I'm just going to play a little bit of it here. Yeah. 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 which is... It's very good. It's fun. It hits a lot of sort of styles throughout yeah. the song. Yeah, 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 Reinvents yeah. itself, just like any good midlife person. Midlife crisis? Midlife crisis. I mean, it's a, it's a fantastic song. And, and Smash Ultimate is, is excellent in all of its music, right? Like, there's so many songs that just, like, the remixes of them are just really go hard. A lot of the Mega Man music is very yeah, good. I agree. Um, I'm a huge fan of Mega Man 2 medley. Um, obviously, I love Gangplank Galleon. Like, how are you wanting to solve this, Craven? I wanted to ask you, what song would you make orchestral? Yeah. And how? Okay, so this is the thing. I recently played through Undertale. Oh my god, can I just quickly tell you? Yeah. The song I was gonna think about was Maglavania. But I actually want a different one. Okay. Um, as as an orchestral, um, and anyone who's seen me talking on Twitter knows that I <laughs> love the Undyne theme. Oh, which one? Um, when you're on her good Spirit side, Justice. is um, that the bad one? It's the it's the when you fight her, um, but for real. When she like when she's heartbroken, or when she's just like. When she's, when, not when she's heartbroken. I haven't played that run yet. Right. So I just went and listened to it. And yeah, no, that's a. Did you, did you, are we going to put it in as well? We'll put it in right here. So that one is very good. I do wanna show you just quickly the evil undying yeah, one. Yeah, show me show me the evil undying one.
I love about the Undyne music is just that it's like, it's intense, right? It's it's the the big fights, right? And yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be the second biggest fight in, I think, either run. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The the notes feel like they have a lot of, like, dissonance in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just really adds to the threatening atmosphere of it. But it's also <laughs> just a bop. And so I would want to do definitely an orchestral remix of Spear of Justice, where it is just just super intense and go 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 <laughs> with all of the instruments and also just like trying to maintain that level of dissonance you all know? of the instruments all of the instruments what's an instrument like... that you would use that most people are going to be shocked when you make this uh, orchestral remix you gotta get some saxophone in there oh, okay the saxophone solo yay yeah, get your saxophone in there that's uh, what i'm thinking what about and hear me out rubber chicken as Okay. Musical instrument? Uh, you know, this is the thing. I've seen some some use of rubber ticket as as a uh, musical instrument, uh-huh. and my rating of it is that it does sucks. <laughs> like, I understand the joke of it. I understand the funny, but listening to it is terrible. Okay, but consider instead of the triangle, you just you squeeze the chicken. But like. No, <laughs> no, those serve different purposes. There's someone who played percussion in a band at one point. Oh God! Yeah, no, you can't just you can't just summon the triangle. You need to create. You can't just summon the triangle. You just can't sub in. Oh. for the triangle. Can we talk about summoning the triangle? Yeah, we absolutely can. Which is where you're like <laughs> triangle. I, come I, to <laughs> me upon this day. I think if you're ever in like an orchestra and you look around. Whoever plays the triangle isn't there, and just <laughs> right until the moment that you need them, and then they appear. That's because you do the triangle and then leave immediately. It's because they have a there's a pentagram on the ground, <laughs> and the one of the other percussionists, and this is a, a crucial part of playing percussion, just has to point their uh, drumstick or whatever at the pentagram, and you have the to like triangle smash over. a guitar into the circle and sacrifice <laughs> an instrument in you order do. to summon the clarity and brilliant. Brilliance, brilliance of, of the, the triangle. triangle. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you can just sub in a rubber chicken for the triangle. I think you need a rubber chicken solo. You need it to have its own oh. feature. Okay. It it really is its own instrument. And it's terrible. You oh, know. I got it. Orchestral version of Rubber Ducky from Sesame Street. But we do have the rubber chicken and it does play the part of the duck. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Hey, you know. I, I can get with that. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Rubber ducky, <laughs> you're so fine. I think that's all I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about all I remember too. But the orchestra will remember more, mm-hmm. and they'll have this awesome backing. It'll be to... a 50 minute piece, uh, yep. full of emotion. It's in a whole adventure in and of itself. You will explore the tub. Oh yeah, rubber dub dub. You will explore the tub. You have no choice. You have 50 minutes. Solve the mystery of the tub puzzle. <laughs> so we have the rubber we have the rubber chicken as the mm-hmm. rubber ducky and and we have yeah, a whole orchestral theme. Uh, just make everything rubber, really. Yeah, you could just do that. Some rubber instruments. Rubber instruments. What would a rubber guitar sound like? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> It'd be squeaky while also playing. I mean the the strings also rubber. Yeah, of course. Boing. <laughs> it's Boing. just like an elastic band. It would be. Dang. So you're telling me that a rubber guitar is a banjo? What do you think banjos are made of? Not rubber? 
metal? Have you, you ever seen a banjo? Are you telling me that banjo strings are made of rubber? No, I'm telling you they're not. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you were saying the sound that I was making. Yeah, sounded oh. like a banjo. This is why we really need to do that explaining the joke thing. <laughs> I think we should bring that back. But before we do, do you want to give me a craving? I would I would love to give you a craving. So as I, as I mentioned, I was I was playing through Undertale recently. Okay. Um one may think, "Oh, so this was like a replay through." No. This was my first time <laughs> playing through Undertale. Uh-huh. Several several years after it originally came out and all of the hype happened. And this is sort of a trend with me is I tend to not get into things when the hype is still around. It usually takes me a while as, you know, I hadn't watched Avatar until we talked about it on the podcast. Even stuff that I am a little bit more on time for, like Smash Ultimate, I didn't get until like nearly a month after it came out. You're like an anti-hipster. I and I wasn't is, into it when it was cool. Yeah, but this is the I thing. make my own time for when it's cool. But the thing is, there's nothing fun about that because half of the fun of enjoying a thing is talking about it with other people. But suddenly, you're into something three years after everyone else is into it, and no one wants to talk with you about it. And so, one thing that I'm craving <laughs> is hitting the trend on time for once in my goddamn life. I thought you were just gonna say you want to talk about Undertale. Also that. I mean, right now I want to talk about Undertale. A couple of months ago, I wanted to talk about Avatar. Like, this is the thing. Tell me your favorite thing about Undertale. Oh, I mean, my favorite thing about Undertale is... Oh no, what is my favorite thing? You haven't got a chance to think about it. I, I do I I've had so many chances to, to uh, like which runs have you done? I, I've only done the the thing is I've only done the, the pacifist run because okay. the thought of having to harm anyone in that game <laughs> makes me so sad. I mean I think my favorite thing about Undertale is Alphys and Undyne, because that's adorable. Yeah. Um, that's a really cute and good combo. My favorite lesbians. My favorite lesbians. And by the way, there is no good fan fiction out there about them. I've checked. I've looked. It's all just not... It's all not good. Everyone just wants to fuck Sans for some reason. <laughs> no, this is... You know how common... The, this is... I'm not joking right now. Mm-hmm. They're one of the more common ships that is there on Undertale fan fiction is Sans uh, slash Reader. Like, Great. It's awful. It's so bad. And you know, do what you want. Fuck the skeleton man, I guess. But <laughs> what but like why? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I really like Alphys and Undyne. I think that it's a great... Uh, they're they're really good monster lesbians, and I'm a huge fan. I'm also just, in general, a huge fan of the way that it really messes with genre and, like, forces you to think about the choices that you make in RPGs and the ways that in making stories, we unconsciously or, or, or consciously even decide that we must harm and kill and do these things to to often innocent creatures and i really love the way that it makes you think about that and reconsider it and like feel guilt for the for the (laughs) for your fucking crimes i'm not gonna lie i um so when i played undertale probably three years ago 
I didn't watch any trailers, didn't mm-hmm. know anything about the game. Mm-hmm. All I knew is like other people were getting it and it was like, I think relatively cheap. I think it was maybe $10, yeah. maybe less. So I got it. I started playing it at school when I like knew people at school. So there was like, you know, a lot of people around and mm-hmm. I was one of the first people besides like maybe one other person there to get it. So other people were watching me and I think I got tutorial, the yeah. first main fight or whatever. Before I realized this isn't an RPG about killing things. Yeah. So I just killed everything I encountered because I was like, oh, this is pretty easy. Like, yeah. okay, all the traps. Do you, I mean, the first thing that happens is there's a trap and then you get led through it. And yeah. I was like, oh, interesting. This is to prepare me for the harder ones to come. Yeah. And then that never comes, you know, like yeah. you never, you never deal with spike traps like that. Oh, <sighs> yeah. That's the thing about the thing about the game is like, if you're, you're going in, you're just like playing it as normal. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then you find out that it's not a normal game. And that's really cool to me. But this craving isn't necessarily just talking about Undertale. <laughs> what I'm, what I really need is a way to, catch the trends while they're happening or the more reasonable option to get everyone to talk about them (laughs) when i get into them okay so do you have any possible solutions to do either of these things uh you could bring it up on a podcast that you're part Mm. of but then i'd have to start like a podcast Mm, true don't don't know how that would go. I don't think it'd go very well. Like, who would I start it with? You? <laughs> oh. I I would hate starting a podcast with you. Okay. With, with you, because I... What would you call the podcast? Uh... Brianna serves it cold? <laughs> I'd call it... I'd call it, uh... I love you a lot, Claire. And doing this podcast <laughs> with you is great. Uh, you know, I think I'd call it Robots. I think oh. I'd call it Robots and No Jokes. Robots and No Jokes. Yeah, I think so. Okay. And so, And then I could talk about all the things that I'm into at any given time, right? <laughs> uh, that's a good idea for a podcast. Okay. Um, I think also would be good something that alerts me to here's the game your friends are all going to get into. Here's the thing your friends are all going to like that you would like. Oh. I need, I need like, you know how... Twitter? Yeah, yeah, I guess. But, like, I need it beforehand so that I have time to prepare (laughs) mentally. You need a robot that tells you the future about what video game is going to become popular next year. Yeah, I think so. Or a piece of media, right? So I think you would you could do that. But you know all the stuff that like steals your data when you go on the internet and stuff and like makes you a profile of like what sort of person you are, what sort of things you like? Sure, I've never done one of those, but... No, 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 no. That's just like the way that things go when you use social media. Oh, It's just yeah. there's always those things, right? You use that and then just sort of combine it with like some of the prophetic future visions stuff of of a robot and then you could use it to to have it give regular updates on hey here's something that you should check out because everyone that you know is going to be into it and and you would like it and it's going to come out at this time and i recognize those advertisements but the issue is that the ads just aren't you know they're just not cutting it because the ads aren't like accurately describing what you want. Exactly, exactly. I think I have a solution for you. Okay, what's the solution? Sell all your data to ad companies, <laughs> then mm. then they'll they'll have more on you. That's a good that's a good call. Then, I guess that, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. That's a good that's a good idea. I guess I'll do that. Get your DNA tested. Then they can tell by your DNA what games you like. 
That's good. Okay, one of the things I've been thinking about recently, well, is is DNA in general, but I don't know if you've, you've seen, but one of the recent crossover things online was that Ancestry.ca was teaming up with Spotify to make you playlists based on your DNA and ancestry. Uh-huh. Maybe that's the direction the world should be going in. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a good and positive thing that the world <laughs> should be going in that direction. You know? I don't know. You could. There's a lot of research into what your DNA can say about you. It's true. A lot of it is fueled by biased corporations, so the research isn't very good. Are you saying that stuff that focuses on your genetics and tries to determine what sort of person you are based on your genetics and DNA makeup might not be entirely positive? No, I mean, there's there's a company that will try to predict if your child will be good at sports so that you can put them in sports <sighs> and which sports to put them in. I'd never known about. It is a sports company funding. Well, of course, of course it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like, oh, geez, that's bad. But yeah, that's definitely what I need for it to be able to predict what I'm going to be into this upcoming. Mm -hmm. You know, it's written into your DNA that you will main Jigglypuff in Smash. You don't have a choice. I'm sorry. I I don't want to main Jigglypuff. Nope. I don't want in your DNA. No, she's not good. No. all my Zelda play. Nope. It's illegal now. God. Legally. (laughs) Hi, this is my government assigned main. This is my this is my government assigned Smash Brothers main. Uh-huh. That's that's a good idea. This is a good solution to this craving. Yeah. Thanks, Claire. Just let the government tell you what to do. Here's the message for today's salt craving <laughs> episode. Here's here's our here's our moral moral kind of message for the whole episode. Let the government tell you what to do. Yeah. Don't like the corporations telling you what to do. That's okay. We got a government. They'll do the exact same thing. And they're being paid by the corporations, so it's, it's fine. Yeah, but it's secondhand. You it's know, it's second not the hand. same. Yeah, exactly. There's you know, there's more people involved, and that's <laughs> justice. Uh, hello. I am sensing that this podcast has moved from being a joke podcast to being a political podcast. Is this intended? Uh, option B. Okay, we should end the episode now. Uh, what do you think, Greg? Yeah. <laughs> I am glad that Greg and I can confer on this issue. Greg, would you like to fuse? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, fusing now. (laughs) Oh, that's a that's a lot to witness. I'm not. I'm not certain. Sex, but just sort of with every cell in your body. Yeah, they're sort of like they're just kind of building. It's like if a spider, but was two people. Yeah, I I don't know. I it feels like maybe this is not it's the above ground octopus I never asked for. <laughs> um, but we're receiving it anyway, and I'm I'm sure that that's uh, in general a positive thing. This has been salt craving. <laughs> it has been. If you want to follow us on social media, you can. Whoa. Innovation. <laughs> yeah, just go figure it out. 
figure it out. Or, you know, hey, here's a hey, here's a hint. Here's a hint from Just type in Salt Cravings podcast. If you actually type Salt Cravings podcast into Google, Twitter will be the first result. You could also just specifically go for at Salt Cravings on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Yep, and give us some iTunes or Google Play reviews. Yeah, we really, really appreciate those. Thank you to those who have already given reviews. Yeah. That is super great, and it really helps us out a lot. What also helps us out a lot is sending us in cravings so that we can we can have a, a have some talks about how to solve your cravings. Send us cravings or or send us cravings that shouldn't exist. Yeah. And in case you want to clarify that, just uh, in case we decide for you and it is wrong. Whoops. But if you want us to just decide what category it goes into, we'll do it. We'll do that for you. Yeah. Who, um, who's who's my government assigned Smash character? Um, your government assigned Smash character, uh, I think we can all agree, without a doubt. Oh no. Is Piranha Plant. Feeling chompy. <laughs> chompy and bally. That's uh, what that's what this podcast is. Uh, what? I'm a ball because I'm Jigglypuff and you're no, a chompy because you're... like a circus thing. For what it's worth, I think that's a craving that shouldn't exist. Being a plant. Or a ball. <laughs> Orb. <laughs>